internet marketing. My name is Chris Burris. When the Welcome to those. Welcome to those who get to internet marketing. My name is Aaron. My name is Matt Bartram. And I'm Adam Gregory. <laughs> when the cat's away, the mice will play. Chris is off at the uh, World Cup this week, so we decided to take over the microphone and uh, change the format a little bit for uh, this special edition podcast. Um, wanted uh, everybody to just kind of go around and introduce yourself real quick so they know uh, who's going to be saying what. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm sure everyone's heard my voice a few times, and I've filled in for Matt, I know, once. Uh, Adam Gregory, um, you're the now voice. the voice, the now voice. an SEO expert yes, <laughs> and public relations manager here at eWeb Results. Uh, my name is Aaron Weathers. I'm, I'm behind the scenes if any podcast listeners ever called in. Um, I'm on the phone giving you great 15-minute calls, giving tips, uh, helping you get those conversions. So that's a little bit of my job. Well, great. Well, we just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about what we do and some of the things we're seeing uh, with a few of the campaigns. We're, we're going to change the names to protect the innocent, but uh, <laughs> we are, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the campaigns we're running in some different niches to maybe give you guys some ideas. Uh, and then uh, we're going to go into kind of an interview format uh, for the book. I have a book launching, I believe it is tomorrow. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. I know we've talked about it a little bit. Um, and we're going to launch a new podcast format. We've been brainstorming all morning and uh, we're going to start focusing on uh, the different blue collar niches. So stay tuned for that. We will uh, advertise that uh, later. So uh, Aaron, why don't you... Uh, Give us a, a, a little bit about some of the campaigns you're working on and some of the things that you're seeing. Well, just uh, campaigns, whether it's on Facebook and AdWords, are actually going well. We were looking at one today for an OBGYN, and uh, we got one of their ad groups actually converting at about 17%. They're getting leads at 17% conversions. That's name, email, and phone number. Uh, and it took a lot of work. It took about uh, three months to get it up and going, to get it, to get it humming pretty good. And what are the best converting keywords? The best converting keywords? <laughs> for for OBGYN? It's not only about the keywords. You have to have all three uh, parts of your funnel working. And so you can have the right keywords, but if they're hitting the wrong landing page or you're targeting the wrong people, then you're not going to convert right, very well. So we run by you know target, offer, copy. So they all have to match up. So I can't give you any magical keywords uh, right now. But if you if you call in for a 15-minute call and I am able to check your check out your website with the website analysis, I guarantee you I can give you some good keywords. Now, that's one of the things that I've seen the most when people call in is maybe their AdWords campaign might be running or humming along well. Mm -hmm. They're not usually tracking their goals. Right. They're not usually doing remarketing. Mm -hmm. uh, also, their landing page that they're running it to is usually not like a squeeze page or an offer page. You want to kind of speak right. to that a little bit? Well, typically when people call in, uh, businesses call in all the time, um, we are just uh, checking out their analytics. And a lot of times they don't even have, like you said, remarketing set up. And remarketing is super powerful because it gives you another opportunity to to talk to the, uh, to the same audience. And so, you know, the, the basic sales process you have to talk to somebody six seven eight times to to make a sale well that's what remarketing gives to you so you don't want to throw all your adwords dollars into hitting new customers because you can talk to the old ones again so that's that's the first thing that the easiest 
thing that people can do if you don't have that remarketing pixel on your website. You need to get it as like right on this podcast. You realize this podcast, <laughs> put your remarketing pixel on there right now. Yeah, like really guys, uh, remarketing, it takes about 30 days to get enough traffic to actually start showing it. So you wanna do that and start collecting the data now on the different platforms you wanna use to remarket, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook or AdWords or Bing or even Twitter. Um, you really want to think in advance with internet marketing and establish that foundation early. Mm -hmm. Remarketing packages is one of the biggest things that we uh, recommend for small businesses to do. The other big thing we recommend, Adam, uh, if you could speak to a little bit is our SEO local package. So could you speak to a little bit of what you're seeing with some of our big clients related to SEO? Uh, so with SEO and, and, and SEO local in general, you know, it's, like 85% of people who are searching for something on the web, you know, they're searching for that local business. And so with SEO local, you know, we're able to put you right there in front of the viewers who are, who are searching for your, you know, what you, it is you're looking for. Um, and of course it goes back to keywords and, and everything, but um, SEO local is such a great. Well, yeah. to just kind of go, <laughs> go into it a little bit more guys on what our SEO package includes. We do a lot of optimization with uh, your Google My Business. Uh, whether you know it or not, they continue to change things. Yes. Uh, you Constantly. can add videos, uh, you can add pictures, um, and really when you're adding pictures, you want to add three pictures of your team, three pictures of the outside of your building, three pictures of the inside, and maybe even three pictures of the type of service or work that you offer. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to label everything properly. They've also added a new option, I believe it's in January or February, where you can start adding blogs to that. So, so and, and to kind of go off that is, you know, you can also add the post as well. So it's almost like you can use Google My Business as like a social media platform. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I've seen more and more people not doing it. They're not leveraging that. And, and so I've gone in uh, using uh, one of our third-party tools and, and done it. So now I can actually track to see how many people are actually coming in and clicking to learn more or buy it now. And it's working. Um, so there, there's also opportunities guys to put, uh, offers on there. And really yep. if you're running a group on ad or you're doing something like that, have a tracking code, but you can drive a lot of traffic to your business through offers. Google is trying to help you sell stuff to a degree. Yeah. I mean, they want your clicks, <laughs> but they, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and one of the, one of the tips that I, I've talked about in a previous podcast is using your, uh, Google keyword planner only shows you uh, bid bid words or ad words that people are bidding on. They don't show you the full perspective on where you might be getting your traffic. So if there's little honey holes for organic, you're not gonna see that in AdWords and you wanna use some of these other third party tools to do that. Yeah, definitely. Even going back to the OBGYN campaign, those keywords were not converting on OBGYN. So there are other keywords that, you know, uh, people were searching that were not, hey, I'm looking for OBGYN near me. The keywords were completely, um, you know, unbranded, if you will, or they weren't searching directly for the professional keyword. And so that's that's an important thing. And also talking about the Google My Business, anytime Google releases something, you want to take notice and you want to be yep. on it. So yes. if you have the posts, you can put promotionals on there, the pictures, you can put videos in there as well. Um, it's just going to make your lap, map listing that much bigger and allow you to get more visibility. So that's something that you really you really want to add um, in the next couple of weeks. 
So there's a lot of things that we do for uh, SEO local. Uh, we build the, the, the NAP listings, the name, address, phone number listings uh, for some of the high domain authority sites. We also do that for social. Uh, Adam, can you highlight maybe some of the top domain authority sites that you've created listings on recently? Um, of course, you caught me off guard. Uh, so Hot Frog is one that, that I've been using um, to place a lot of businesses that have come to us in citations. Uh, I think the domain authority is up there in the 70s. Um, and it's a really, really good site. But then, it, but you can also, there's great tools. Um, if you go into Moz, you can actually search for uh, map listings for your industry. And it'll give you like the top 15. And of course, you can do a Google search and, and find even more listings. But there's that's the thing too, is there's, there's all these industry citation pages pages that you can use as well so use you know use both um because you know if you're a lawyer like i found i found hundreds of different sites for lawyers um for them to go in and most most of our clients don't have they have like the top 10 but then there's so many more that they need to be you know put placing their businesses into as well guys um you know we did we did a, a a little bit of conversation on a few of the podcasts about anchor text and people are like hey i just want someone to list my uh, you know, give me a backlink. Uh, I can tell you before you start doing outreach and really uh, our SEO local package fits in before we start doing active outreach, you can probably build 50 or 100 links mm -hmm. by building these profile pages and linking back to your site. Yes, some of them are going to be no follow, uh, but it's going to build trust. But you want those yes. no follow links. Google still tracks no follow links, yep. definitely. So that's just something to, to keep into consideration. Anytime clients come to us, we recommend they do a, a SEO local audit and then do a package. We ask that they set up their analytics and all their goals and uh, get ready to kind of get into the internet marketing game. And, and something you, me and you have talked about multiple times on backlinks too, um, you know, for maybe not so much as Anchor Texas, Google has all these great tools as well. And we kind of hit on that, but like you can go in, create a spreadsheet, put put what it is, put your backlinks in there. Maybe use Bitly to to, to break them up a little bit, um, and then publish it to web. and And Google's going to index that. I mean, that's it's something that we've talked about multiple times, and it's 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 such a great tool that not any nobody thinks about using stuff like that. So so what Adam's talking about is something <laughs> called Google Property Stacking. Yep. If you do some research out there, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's using the domain authority of Google uh, to give you a little bit more juice, right? So what is the domain authority of a Google site? Would you like that link, whether it's follow or do not follow? <laughs> yeah. You can build those links. Also on page strategies, people go off page super quickly. They don't, uh, with thin content a lot of times, and that's where you're gonna get deemed. Um, you wanna fully build out your website or your pages uh, with a lot of content, 500, 1,000, 1,500 words. You want to make sure that the tag titles, the meta descriptions, um, the images are all labeled properly. Make sure uh, that everything on the back end is set up in the right way. And then you can build those links uh, on page, yep. like through siloing strategies. Uh, you're pointing something with the page authority and then the domain authority, or the domain authority and then the page authority, two different things. So if your website's uh, 35 domain authority, you have had that page for a long time, and then now you update that content, point it to a new page on your site, and re-index that. 
Google's gonna look at that and look at those links as more power to wherever you're pointing it to. So typically we have money pages that on page in the blogs all point up to. It's called a siloing strategy. Then when you start moving off page, of course, use the you know 20 plus different platforms and, and services that Google has for your advantage. Then build all these citations. It's really a foundational strategy before you start doing more of the aggressive and uh, creative SEO. That's the steps you want to go through and that's what we do for all our clients. I actually have a 90 day plan for everyone that comes in of all the things they get. There's definitely some other uh, bits of secret sauce we throw in there to, to make sure you rank well. <laughs> uh, but you call in and you do a profit plan. We will give you everything. You know we're an educational-based company, so we want to help you out. Oh, I was just going to, you know, to caveat what you're saying, talking about content. When you are creating these citation pages, make sure you're creating new content for each page. Yes. Um, I see this with a lot of the clients is they're already on all these citation pages but nothing's ranking because all the content is, saying, is the same. And that's a caveat. So there's a lot of these services out there that will auto-populate things for you. And what we've found that a lot of times, depending on the service you use, those citations won't rank. So if you're using these services and your citation doesn't rank, it means that you're not getting any SEO or uh, you know SEO juice from Google. So it has to rank, it has to be, well, it has to index. Yep. Let, me, let me say that yeah. more appropriately. It has to index if you're gonna get any kind of juice from it. So um, we do all our things manually here uh, with unique content. And so over about 70%, typically, our citations will index. Yes, um, and just speaking on content, I know Matt said you need 500 to 1,000 words of content. We're talking about blogs. I just heard the podcast listeners just cringe like, I'm not a writer, I don't like to write content. Well, here's here's a little hack if you don't like to write content and, you, and you're a business owner out there. Here's all you need to do. Record yourself talking about the subject. You can talk about it for five to 10 minutes. It's usually easy for somebody to talk about a subject than to write about it if that's not something you like to do. And then go take that recording and get it transcribed. Get it transcribed and then get somebody to edit it and that'll be your blog. That's an easy way to do a blog. Um, you can talk about it forever and it just it works really well. Google loves questions. We're ranked right now first for PPC Houston. Um, what is PPC? We're also in the snippet. Google likes questions. 90% of searches are on Google are question-based um, uh, searches. Right. So only about 10% of people are looking to buy and there's different platforms for that, i.e. Amazon which my book <laughs> is about to be launched on. But um, really, uh, Google likes answering questions. So think of the most commonly asked questions. Have a Q&A page uh, on your website. A lot of businesses that come to us don't have that. I really think that if you take into consideration and implement some of these steps we've talked about here today, you will be uh, far and above shoulders. What is what is head that? And shoulders. Head and shoulders above the rest. <laughs> yeah, above definitely. So uh, please give us a call in today. Uh, we'd love to do a profit plan with you. Uh, it's a 100% money back guarantee. Uh, you can apply that against our services. Everyone that's done has got a ton of value. Really take the risk, uh, which there 
take there the risk. No, there is no risk. Yeah, we're, we're, we're taking the risk <laughs> to know that we can bring value to you. We just want to know that you're serious. So please uh, call in today. We would love to talk to you. All right. Uh, so let's let's move forward now. Um, I, you know, we, we everyone's always wanted to know. We always get question. Well, what did Matt do before internet marketing? You know, where the book come? What what, what the what the idea of the book come from? There's so much, and so I wanted to sit down and have a one on one. Although Aaron is here with us as well, um, so kind of a a two on one. But you know, I, I like and even me. You know, I've worked with Matt for four months now, and you know, I know a little bit about him. But there's always times like when he's when we're Have sitting in training yeah oh my god yeah <laughs> yesterday he called me an seo expert so. <laughs> uh, but you know it's like he's always training me and so like i always get to know, learn a lot about him but um but there's always more that i want to know and i think the listeners are the same way you know they want to know more about you and you know what, what your background is and, and again why the book um so let's let's start off you know you know t- tell us a little tell the audience obviously a little bit about yourself your background um and, and I'll just okay. let you start, well, so. you know, uh, I, uh, I am uh, about to be a new papa. So that, that's, uh, it, we're in the, we're in the red zone here in under 30 days. So uh, I have my uh, phone with me, uh, at all times. Uh, also, um, you know, uh, have 10 cats and two dogs. Uh, my wife doesn't like me to share that, but <laughs> uh, we had a, uh, some cats that had a litter and just decided to keep all the kittens. Um, you know, they were all brothers and, you know, everything. So, uh, but a little bit about myself, um, uh, really just have a passion for uh, internet marketing. Uh, really uh, started off back in my early 20s. Um, my mom was actually one of the first uh, employees of Microsoft, so I got to see uh, the internet grow. I got to see the vision back in the day. Imagine this back in the day. Uh, they said that there's going to be a computer in every household and in every living room. That was actually the, the goal is to get into every living room. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I've really just kind of followed, uh, the internet, uh, along the way, uh, from Texas A&M into uh, my first role. Uh, I ran a staffing company, uh, with a lot of success uh, for about 10 years, and I, I sold that uh, a while back um, and and then kind of transitioned to this. I don't know specifically what, what you wanted to um, know. Or... So, so, you know, you talk about you, you obviously had success with this company. What, you know, what, what, how come you had success with that company? Um... Uh, well, you know, I guess uh, I always, as an entrepreneur, uh, wanted to have something that I had a phone and a computer and I could work anywhere in the world. Really, that was kind of one of the uh, prerequisites for a business or a career path that I wanted to go down, right? I also wanted something that was portable that I could take with me where I was really building a skill set. And so uh, the first thing that I came across was uh, headhunting, right? Um, I'm really surprised, actually, there's not more of those like at-home classes, you know, like buy this package, teach you how to start <laughs> yeah. a recruiting firm because it, it is kind of sort of that way. Um, people think of it not as maybe a, a true industry, which I, I truly believe it is, and there's a lot of money in it, but uh, the viewpoint I had from some of my friends and family was, you know, that go get a real job. You're just like finding people jobs. That's not a job, you know, uh, and being all commission, it really challenging, right? So if you don't have 
anybody that you're placing, you don't have a paycheck, right? So you have to build up enough volume and you have to build up uh, the kind of the quote unquote numbers game to, to have the leads come in to know that you're going to start placing people and converting. Now I can tell you, if you only have one or two deals up and nothing's closed, you're like, this is the worst job in the world. Now you have, you know, 10, 20 deals up and five of them pop and you take 20 to 25% of their salary. It's the best job in the world. I can tell you uh, here in Houston, focused on uh, the oil and gas industry, worked with the operators, the uh, upshore operators, um, uh, starting to place people offshore because it's all based on a percentage of salary. I pulled the lead uh, engineer out of GE Oil and Gas and put him out a client of mine and I made $100,000. This guy was making wow. $500,000 a year. So uh, there, it's a really high ticket item. I could work, do a couple deals, take off a couple months. Uh, when I got serious and I was really going at it in my 20s, started to really ramp it up. Uh, and we did about $850,000 uh, my first year. Uh, and I had worked at another agency to kind of learn the ropes, if you will, right? Uh, but did $850,000, then grew it to about $4 million, and then got bought out pretty quickly. You know, um, I think that headhunting is... Uh, oh, no, I was about to, I was actually about to ask you a question. I know we talked about it before, but l let me know a little bit or let the, the, the listeners know a little bit about, you know, kind of how you used to, to get deals and the number of use, uh, calls you used to make and how often you used to follow up. And I think that really important because you know we always have to coach our customers the, the fortunes and the follow-up so so let us know a little bit about that yeah no i i think one of the reasons i gravitated to intermark internet marketing as well is i was making 50 to 60 calls a day they were all cold calls wow. and it was just grinding out the phone and it was trying to find that needle in a haystack uh, which the, which just to tell our listeners, he does that here as well. We, we I, I have share a desk right next to him, and I hear him on the phone quite a bit. <laughs> that that uh, is is uh, very rare when I do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I take uh, the list uh, of follow ups that we've had. We really drive a lot of our traffic through through inbound marketing, but to follow up with people, absolutely, I yeah. can do it uh, pretty rapidly. Um, but yeah, so I was I was doing cold calls uh, every day, all day, uh, trying to get uh, someone looking to, to make a move. And so I had to get really good on the phone with understanding what people's needs are, what they were trying to accomplish, building rapport with them, and then moving them through the process. And I can tell you, after you know eight, 10 years, uh, it gets a little old and wears on you. And so I started looking at a way to start creating inbound marketing right? Uh, to start bringing people to you, to attraction marketing. Uh, and that was one of the things that I saw with internet marketing pretty rapidly. Actually, early on, I started to use uh, email automation uh, for outbound outreach or cold email marketing yeah. uh, before, spam. before, spam. yeah, spam, spam. spam. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, just making sure, <laughs> just want to be clear. Uh, before, before, <laughs> uh, before uh, the rules came down too hard, also like uh, I was recruiting when LinkedIn started and anybody that was putting their information on LinkedIn, I knew was looking for a new job and I had alerts set up and someone <laughs> would put it on there. I would call them, they needed a job, I would place them and, and that was worth quite a bit. Uh, to, to me. And so, um, but really it was this slow kind of transition where uh, 
I was trying to do things as a salesperson and I could only do so much or had so much bandwidth and I can only call so fast. I could only talk to so many people. So sending out mass emails, right? Sending out a big group of mass emails and then calling the follow-ups over here. And I started to have kind of the system that I worked through. Uh, also from the inbound standpoint, I got to a point where I tried a couple different formats of each step of the call and I found stuff that worked you know, 80% of the time. And so then I just kind of started saying that or something else. And then when I started training people, I could tell them uh, what they needed to say to move people through that quote unquote sales funnel. Uh, really, you know, you got marketing on the front end and then you got sales on the back end. And I was in that gray area where I was fully into the sales side of it, but I was trying to grab more and more into the marketing <laughs> side because it created a lot of leverage. Um, so, so you talked about, you know, obviously, being an entrepreneur, um, and, and, and after, you know, I've, I've followed so many different guys and I look and I even look at like my father-in-law and see where he's failed. You know, what are some of your failures? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, or, or one, you know, I, and, I, and I don't mean it like that. I mean, you know, like what, like, you know, what's happened that is, you know, that's failed. That's, you know, oh, okay. I've got to pick myself up. You know, Yeah, no, I, I, I really think that, um, one of the turning points in my life that led me to where I am today uh, was one of my greatest failures. So uh, I had decided that, you know, the cold calling uh, was getting a little old <laughs> and I was starting to see some of the advantages from emails uh, and as well as like AdWords, there was some really, I was starting to see some things. Now the, the staffing industry's back still stuck in the 1950s. Now there's some really high speed uh, staffing agencies out there, so I'm not talking to them, but I'm just saying the industry as a whole still operates a certain way. There are certain metrics that you use and they, and they tend to work today. Well, with all that being said, uh, I started to move more and more away from it. I started to see what Monster did. I saw the kind of rise and fall of Monster. I saw the uh, aggregators come into effect with Indeed. I went to some conferences uh, out in uh, Las Vegas, started to get connected in with the people that like started ZipRecruiter and that sort of thing. So I decided to, to build my own aggregator for the healthcare space. Uh, and I started to get into some very high-end IT work, uh, as well as internet marketing work that were well beyond what I knew, right? But I had made a bunch of money. I had just sold this company. So I was just throwing money at it. I had thrown about $100,000 at this thing before I started to really go, this is not working. <laughs> and, uh, and really the path of like, why is this not working for me uh, has led me to, to where I am today. And, and that's what really kind of the reason I started the book. It's kind of like a journaling of, of, the, 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 of my story. Like I just kind of kept notes of uh, what I went through and what I had to learn and where I went to that. And and also, I read a lot. As y'all know, I read typically about a book every two weeks now. It was every week. <laughs> I also awesome. listen to uh, books on tape and uh, um, actively read a lot of different blogs and stay up to date with what's going on with the podcast and everything. Now, um, this massive amount of information is is really hard if you're a layperson to try to put it together and piece it together. And so, I had to really think about just like when I built our own custom SEO strategy of how do I put this together 
where I can teach somebody else because that's how you scale a business, that's how you grow a business, is you gotta find something that's replicatable. And so as I started to uh, you know, grow in the inbound marketing and the internet marketing and it, taking more and more of my day, I just started to chronicle it. Just like you know, every time we're finding new citations, we're, we're building that list. Yep. And so I just decided, hey, I'll put this list together and a lot of people ask me that question so much. How do I build myself as a brand? How do I grow my internet marketing? How do I uh, build my business online? How do I generate leads online? All those type of questions, I get that. And a lot of the people that we're talking to are micro businesses or entrepreneurs, as well as small and medium-sized business owners. And that's the predominant question I get is, how do I build my brand online? So I just decided to take all the information I have, all the knowledge I had, and put it together in a step-by-step format in the book. Were, were there anyone that like influenced you on the book? Um, oh yeah, like I mean, avid reader. Um, Seth Godin uh, has uh, probably influenced me the most. Uh, beyond that, Dan Kennedy and Perry Marshall. Dan Kennedy has so many great books out there. He has actually written a book about all these different niches. Uh, he's kind of like the godfather in the direct marketing space. I was really, uh, I would say I'm classically trained in like <laughs> direct marketing and really the internet is uh, just a really strong application of that. Just like with the mail, they know their numbers, right? Uh, from David Ogilvy, uh, you know, and, and, and what he did in advertising, he was also a big proponent of the direct marketing agency. And I mean, Russell Brunson, I almost feel like, has kind of uh, stepped into the mantle uh, or the, the next generation. Let me say that the next generation for the Dan Kennedy. I've read all his books. Of course, you can't find uh, a blog online that's not, uh, or a topic online about uh, internet marketing that you're not going to run across Neil Patel. <laughs> Just, <true>. you know, <laughs> real, really amazing. I've read all Perry Marshall's books. Uh, as well. Uh, Ryan Dice, who's based out of here in Austin, uh, is great. Um, uh, even Brian Horn, a buddy that I'm writing the, the book, uh, he, he wrote a forward in the book. Uh, fantastic with authority marketing. He's here in Houston. So um, there's just really a lot of excellent mentors out there, but it's really taking the knowledge that they teach you and it's that application, right? And, and that's the key is starting to do it putting it in writing, putting it in action, putting it in paper and getting the ball moving because the internet is a lot like, you know, investing in an annuity or something like that. Like there's compound interest in every link and every website. Um, as it grows, as it ages online, uh, the more like Quora, for example, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, I think I, I've answered maybe only like 50 something questions on Quora and I'm getting over six or six or seven thousand views a week, right? You know, and over time, more and more people see it. That's just like this podcast. More and more people find it over time. So you want to uh, put that put that shingle out there and say, "Hey, this is what I do. This is what I'm offering." And really, this podcast, in a lot of ways, is a byproduct of what we do as a service to our customers. Really, we're just talking about our experience of what we're currently doing. And, and that was really what gave me the idea to write the book is people are already asking me this. Let me just kind of start writing down how to do this. 
So, so what do you hope, you know, the readers get out of your book? Um, uh, you know, they always, you know, someone reads something and you're like, oh man, that like, like, I mean, are you hoping they learn something? Are you hoping they're able to build their brand or, you know, what is, yeah. what is your, um, I, I really think that the, the new economy, quote unquote, the new economy has changed how people, uh, how, how people generate business and how people do business attraction marketing uh, and one-on-one -on -one marketing, like the internet, you're talking directly to somebody. They're sitting in front of their phone. They're sitting in front of their computer. You have an opportunity to talk directly to them. Long-form sales letters or those, um, you know, long copy on the internet is like your salesperson, and you want to answer all your objections. You want to do that now. Um, using the internet to generate new business for yourself and becoming an authority in your space is really the key component um, or really the crux of, of what I want to express. And you don't have to do that just through the internet. It's just the easiest place to do that because it doesn't cost anything but your time, right? There's, there's definitely paid strategies that we can get into at a later date, but it only costs your time. It's like Facebook's like an endless cocktail party, right? You probably maybe heard that uh, before. Um, you can get on Facebook and you can go into those groups about those different niches and find people you're interested in, start a, direct, start a conversation with them through direct message, just like you would at any networking function. Now, if you're not good in public networking and you don't want to approach people, same thing's going to tra translate to the, the internet. One, not as much rejection, right? But, but two is you, you can't be shy. Um, people on Twitter, super friendly when you get involved in the different communities, when you have common interests. I know you, Adam, uh, in the veterans community, yep. um, very active. Um, there's, there's a lot of bonding that happens, and people are starting to organize themselves online in, based on topics that they're passionate about. And so you can get involved in those topics. You can start sharing your expertise. I've seen this a lot in gaming, and I really think that the next generation of kids <laughs> with gaming, they're going to be experts. Like yeah. I talked to this guy uh, the other day on the phone. He's published a few books, okay, like little bitty ebooks and stuff like that, but has done a lot with Minecraft. Like so, he's like a expert Minecraft in Minecraft. Expert. He's like an authority <laughs> in Minecraft and. Um, you know, that's that's really what the book goes through is kind of the psychology, the different platforms, what you need to do to build yourself as an authority really on and offline. But I lean it a little bit more towards Internet marketing because I, I think you can create a lot of leverage. Aaron, I believe you had a question for Matt. Yeah, tell us. Uh, I know you've been here um, at eWeb for a little while now. Kind of tell us. Uh, the backstory on that, why you why you chose eWeb, and kind of the evolution now to the podcast and now into the book. Uh, yeah, um, I think that really uh, how we intersected was uh, one. It, it is five minutes from my house. <laughs> <laughs> how come uh, I, I always hear that? That's the joke. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, Chris Chris was uh, uh, looking to restructure the company. I mean, he'd been in business for eighteen years started off as eWeb style, um, really strong at building websites, a lot of capabilities there. Uh, as time went on, people said, oh, great website, love the digital brochure. Now, how do I get traffic to this website, right? And so 
Uh, he even recently changed the name to eWeb Results. So a lot of you know us maybe as eWeb Styles or e-webstyle.com. Hey, don't put right? that dash in your <laughs> And really that's something with, with SEO is uh, having a dash or an underscore separated out for Google to recognize its different words. So that is proper protocol. Um, but yeah, so really looking to rebrand the company, really uh, focusing more on lead generation efforts. Uh, one of his uh, like tried and true is he's not going to hire anybody that hasn't spent their own money, right? On uh, hasn't spent their own money on campaigns because you 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 want somebody to work on your campaigns that has felt the pain of losing of losing and not working on. Like as you know, Aaron Johan, I mean both of you had spent your own money when I when I brought you on, and so yeah, Chris was looking for some hiring. I had initially uh, joined up to help him with some PPC because I was like knee deep in that and his PPC guy was leaving and, and we started to look at everything and, and just decided um, that, uh, you know, it would be better to have me as the COO and, and give me some equity in the company. And uh, really the format of building it is uh, we've hired everyone the same way I hired in my staffing firm. and. Uh, we're building pods and people's books of business and uh, really like an entrepreneurial versus an entrepreneurial. So I'm looking for entrepreneurs that want to have a playground and have a structure and we're growing really effectively uh, through that. And so uh, we've added a lot of capabilities. We're really cutting edge in what we're doing. We're doing a lot of geofencing. We're doing some uh, Facebook bots. We're doing email marketing, programmatic ad buying. Uh, as well as all the fundamentals. Uh, we're certified in a lot of the uh, major platforms like HubSpot and Salesforce and that sort of thing. Uh, can, we, can we back up for one second? Sure. You, you talked about hiring, um, and, and obviously, you know, you, you hired all of us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. You know, it, it's kind of like you, you know, and I hear you say it all the time, it's you've, you've built this team, you know, and, and you, you've trained them and, uh, and whatnot, like I'm trying to think of the question to go back to and how to how to word it. But you know, w what are your thoughts on the hiring? Well, and how... to talk to business owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What to look for? Look, how, what to, how to make a build a company? What you did? Team. Yeah, no, um, I you know, so as a as a headhunter um, and uh, moving into kind of the the job board space and that sort of thing, the question I always got was, I need to hire. And I need marketing. <laughs> I need to hire and I need marketing. If they have marketing and they need to hire, they still want marketing. <laughs> but uh, but uh, hiring is really something that not everybody does every day, right? And even interviewing for jobs is something that not everybody does every day. So it's really a skill set. So sitting in that kind of space or in that hiring mode for you know almost 10 years, you really get good at what to look for, uh, what kind of questions to ask. And it's really about your company culture and what you're trying to create. Is that person going to be a fit uh, for the team? Is it going to be a fit for the culture? Do they have the work ethic? Uh, do they have the capabilities to learn what you can teach them, right? Uh, I also believe that uh, you can hire uh, talent, right? You can pay a lot and you can hire some excellent talent, but know that they're going to come in with their own kind of way of doing things. Um, or you can hire and, and train them and grow from within. And uh, it just, it really depends what you're looking for. Uh, I think 
uh, going back to just recruiting for a second, if you're looking for something in particular and you're looking at someone's resume, if they cannot articulate in the resume exactly what they did and you can see the connection for what you need done, and I'm talking more white collar jobs, right? Like blue collar, a little bit different. Some of the welders and stuff like that don't, don't always have resumes. Uh, but if they cannot articulate what they've done and numbers and that sort of thing in the resume, um, they probably aren't gonna be able to articulate it in person. And if they're on the bubble and you bring them in, you got, they gotta be able to articulate what they did. And you gotta be able to see the parallels from what you need and what they can do. Um, I mean, I think that that's probably one of the biggest things that I look for. I also look for, uh, I ask, you know, what's the last three movies you, you know, watched or what's the last yeah, three books some, you read, right? You gave right? me some crazy questions. <laughs> well, th those questions give me an insight into who you are and to, uh, how you, how you think and what you do. Like, I mean, Aaron, for example, had read some of the same books I had read, right? So I already know that if I'm going to teach a concept that, I've, I've learned or want to implement, right? He is on board with that same thinking, right? Uh, another uh, little tip and trick that I've done for definitely small business, for the big businesses, right? They come up to the 20th floor and uh, you're, you're never going to be able to see their car, uh, but walking them out and walking them to their car and then looking in their car. And if their car's a mess, typically they're, unorganized potentially like let me just put that nicely <laughs> I, I kind of have something funny to say uh, my mom dated a, a headhunter years ago and something that he did was they would go out to lunch first and if they salted their food before they tasted it he wouldn't he wouldn't recommend them or hire them That's really? a good one. Uh, be, it was she said it was based off of like he hadn't even tried his food so he doesn't, or she know. Hadn't, so yeah. doesn't know and he, they're already salting it it's so not thoughtful yeah, yeah. and it, and it, it, it hurts the cook's feelings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not to get off subject, but I think that those are, those are good things like, uh, you know, in looking. That's yeah. And, and when, you, and when you're doing hiring too, you want to, you want to really have in mind like that for marketing, same thing goes like the persona. Mm -hmm. You got to yep. understand what you're looking for because you're going to like a lot of things that walk in the door. So if you don't know exactly what you're trying to fill and what you need, it's a lot of like with clothes, uh, women and clothes, uh, <laughs> men and clothes too. Uh, but um, if if you buy everything that you like, you're gonna have a bunch of like blue shirts or something. You know what I mean? You're gonna have all of one thing. You need to know uh, what you're hiring for and what skill sets that that person needs to have and how that's gonna fit into your team. Also. Um, if you want to save money, you don't need to hire a headhunter. Now with LinkedIn and some of the other tools online, you can go search for what you want and pick up the phone and call them. That goes same way for people that are looking for a job. Uh, Jamarcus, that's how, um, yeah, you know, he, we, we, yep. he, he, he called us and he kept on us as we were through a hiring process with some other people. And uh, finally, we interviewed him and hired them, right? Yep. So yeah. it, it goes it goes both ways, and, and you got to understand online, it connects you with so many people. You can send a message through Facebook for free to anybody, yep. right? The power of connectivity is here, and people are generally friendly, 
if you know how to interact with people in person, you know how to interact with people online. Does that? No, no. Well, that's, I think that, that those are that, probably a few things I, I can't think off the top of my head. You need to write, go ahead and write a hiring book. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, a hiring book. Well, you know, like you said, we, we've actually had to, um, with clients, uh, when we're generating cold leads for them, warm leads are a little bit easier, but cold leads, uh, we have to step a little bit more into the sales process with the recording of the mm-hmm. calls, uh, as well as the scripts, and coach them a little bit more because cold leads are a lot harder. The fish, if you want to use that analogy of fish on a hook, they're not really hooked really well. You've just got them interested, right? right. And so, uh, cold leads, you really have to put your full sales game on and move them through your process like they were uh, someone you just met. You know, um, they're just raising their hand saying, hey, I'm interested. Typically, so, what do you what do you recommend for like a, a business to follow up, like the calls, the emails, like how how often should they kind of do that? What, what should the system look like? <laughs> so that's one of the things I learned in, in recruiting quite a bit is people are like, <laughs> hey, call me in a month. Right. Or call me next quarter or call me in a week. All they're really saying is I'm busy right now and I can't talk. So if you call them in a day or two or the next day or whatever and just use kind of permission-based selling and ask them, hey, is now a good time? Or if you want to use, uh, what is it, Chris Voss, never split the difference, is now not a bad time? Now not a bad time? Um, You can... um, you can usually get them on the phone. You just gotta, and, and that's why LinkedIn's a great format because people are on that platform in the mindset of doing business and networking and that sort of thing. So it's the right time to, to ask those sort of questions. Um, did that answer your question or not really? Yeah, well, that, just that part and like how often, how often should I call with these cold leads? How often? Should yeah, I no, you 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 wanna. With, with cold leads, depending on the cycle and the cadence, it's really going to depend. If you have uh, someone that's trying to, for example, we have some chiropractor clients that uh, do free exams and then refer them to lawyers, uh, you know, it's a three-day cycle, and you want to hit them maybe 10 times in those three days mm-hmm. of multiple different formats, uh, text, email, uh, remarketing campaigns, that sort of thing, and then maybe even a call or two, right? So... It really depends on the campaign. That's why we customize every campaign. That's why we put everybody through the profit plan to better understand what they need. Uh, Typical rule of thumb, most companies don't do any kind of follow-up and the data at all, right? Even even internet marketing companies. I mean, we just had a... uh, You just talked to a client. So we just... uh, We're about to land a a 40 under 40. Forbes 40 under 40. And uh, the, the, one of the main reasons he was going with us versus the other companies is, uh, you know, all the companies look pretty good online. He didn't know the difference between all of them. Uh, we had email follow-up, yep. right? So, uh, <laughs> like about 10, <laughs> email follow-up. Yeah, so, so, so really even uh, instituting something like that is, you know, uh, substantially again, head and shoulders above what other people are doing. It's those incremental increases where you're going to really see uh, that impact. But I would recommend, you know, depend, again, it's dependent on what you're selling, but, you know, an email that same day, an email maybe a week later, you know, two weeks later, a, you know, a month later, and then whatever. Like, whatever the rotation is, it's really dependent upon the businesses. But you can send them... 
through these e email uh, platforms, you can send them testimonials, you can send them case studies, you can do all kinds of trust building articles. You can build an automated process for your sales team, get it set and implemented once. Where I've seen this help almost the most is with realtors. Mm -hmm. um, it's helped a lot. People that are in the phone business, in the cold calling business, in the recruiting business, in the commercial real estate business. When you're trying to follow up with people, you need multiple touch points. I mean, the data is out there that most of the sales don't happen until after the fifth contact or the sixth contact. And even the best salespeople typically stop at three. And I mean, that again, that goes back to why I initially got into this business is to create that leverage and to create those touch points when I can't call them all the time. Even with a lot of uh, the, the people that I call here and follow up with, I called this guy, well, two of these people today that, that we've uh, moved over into uh, starting profit plans with us, the last touch point, not the emails, but the last touch point manually on the phone by one of you guys was back in March. But all these people were back in March. So we're not able to call people as often, but we're able to uh, touch them multiple ways. Um, also, uh, I can tell you w the podcast uh, for us, it generates, I don't know, 65% of our business. Maybe give or take some. Yeah. But you have to create content, you have to create value, and you have to distribute it, whether it's in blogs or vlogs, whether it's in podcasts or infographics, whether it's in videos. interviews or videos. Whatever you do, show people that you're an expert, build yourself as an authority, and then people, 60%, or I don't know the number actually, I don't know the exact statistic, but it's somewhere around 60%, of people before they even call you, before they even pick up the phone, have done the research and have narrowed it down to a few companies. So you need to put your best foot forward and put as much content as you have up there. We are actually launching our new site next week and uh, every about three years you need to update your website. Uh, everyone out there, I think every everyone out there, you know, you get going with business and our last update was I think 2012 or something like that. So. It was a little bit long on the tooth, kind of cobbler's kids have no shoes. We're, we're doing everything for everyone else. Working on clients. Yeah, and, clients. Uh, and, and got to do it for ourselves. But um, I got to get going, guys. I actually have to head to a funeral. Unfortunately, I went to a wedding last night, uh, funeral today. Um, but we are going to start, uh, Chris and I are going to start being on a lot more podcasts. We're going to do a speaking tour Chris has already started to gear that up, speaking at local events. So if you guys want to have us on your podcast or, or something that you're doing, please reach out. We are friendly here. Uh, yep. We're very much education oriented. We'll talk to you. We'll teach you things. Every month we go through uh, a MRC call with all our clients and, and show them what's going on. We're, what is it, what's MRC? Let them know what MRC is. Monthly results call. Yep. So uh, we do that. We, we touch a lot of clients once a week or every other week. Uh, so we're really, really friendly, guys. So uh, please reach out to us if you have a question. We're happy to help you out. Uh, we love helping people. Um, th these guys here are great. Uh, really love working with everybody. We have on-staff copywriters. Um, uh, everything's done in-house. 
Everything done, is done in-house. Our strategy is in-house. We don't outsource it. We know what we're doing. We can give you a lot of value. So uh, give us a call today. Set up a free uh, consultation. We'd love to talk to you. Buildyourbrandmania.com. We're working on finishing the book funnel today. Yes, go there. The, the book should launch shortly. So. Go there so we can retarget you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, buildyourbrandmania.com. 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 <laughs> and uh, the book will also be available on Amazon. Uh, so so please check it out. Uh, really appreciate you guys. Um, no, Matt, seriously, thank you for sitting down for the one-on-one. Um, I think it'll mean a lot to, to the audience. I'm getting to know you. Now we got to get Chris in here um, and get a little one-on-one with him. Well, yeah, and just to reiterate, (laughs) it will be back to your regularly regularly scheduled program uh, next week. Again, Chris is is out of town, um, but we are going to start a new format for the podcast, a more interview-based format as well as a roundtable-style format. Uh, We have been working on that today. We'll be launching that soon, so please stay tuned for that. Just know that uh, regular scheduled format coming back, but new format as well if, if you have an interest in uh, this style or a roundtable style. Yeah, and, and, and you know, feel free to reach out. You know, tell us what you think about this, this podcast. Um, uh, you can hit, hit me up at pr at ewebresults.com. Um, I'd really appreciate your comments. See what you think about this style of podcast because this kind of helps us with uh, moving forward um, with our new podcast. Um, that we'll be launching shortly. So, so this is Matt Bertram and Weathers, Adam Gregory. Bye bye for now. Oh,